Welcome back to our Frankenstein podcast. This episode, we're going to be discussing chapters 15 to 30. To start off, we're each going to summarize what happened in these chapters in 30 seconds and then vote on who did that. I think I can start us off with that. So, the monster explains his final attempt at seeking comfort and acceptance. When that attempt failed, he comes to curse his creator and abhor himself. From this experience, he requests that Victor create a companion. If he chooses to comply with this, the monster vowed to leave the world's people in peace. And Frankenstein agrees to this, travels to do so. And once he put the monster together, he realized the perils that could come with two monsters and destroyed the body. And this kind of acts as a threshold which sends the monster to seek ultimate revenge against Victor. That was good. I I like that one. (laughs) Okay, um, I can go. Okay, so um, the monster finally decides to um, talk to the people that he's been watching for so long, and he tries to talk to them, and it does not go as planned, and he um, starts to hate himself and runs away and then finds Victor and is telling him to make a second monster for him so that, and he promises that he'll stay out of everyone's way, and he just wants someone to like that wouldn't be afraid of him. So Victor agrees because he threatened him. And then as he started doing that, he realized how bad that could be. And he tried to like end it. And then the monster got mad. At him. <laughs> that was pretty good. Yeah, that was good. Better uh, than last week, but. <laughs> okay, um, I can go next. Mm-hmm. Okay, so basically the monster realizes how disgusted Victor is with him after reading books and relates himself to Satan. And then he tries talking to the cottagers, but they all end up rejecting him. So he heads back to Geneva and then ends up running into Victor and blackmails him into making another monster for him. And then Victor goes to England to make the monster with Henry and goes to Scotland on a small island to build it and then realizes what he's done and destroys the creature, which, who's now furious. And then the creature... Um, supposedly kills his friend Henry and Victor is framed for his murder. <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was a good one. You, you did really good on that. <laughs> okay, I can do mine. Um, okay, so it starts off with the monster going to the family in the cottage and he wants to try and talk to them, but they reject him once they see what he looks like. And so he becomes really depressed and sad and lonely. So then he asks Victor to make him a female monster friend so that he won't be compelled to kill people anymore. And Victor goes to travel, and he thinks about it, and he agrees to do it, but then when he's making the monster, he realizes that it's not a good idea and that he shouldn't be doing that, so (laughs) he destroys the monster. And the first monster gets really mad and, like, threatens him and tells him that he's going to make him miserable for the rest of his life. (laughs) That was good. That was really good. (laughs) Okay, um... For mine, okay. So the monster revealed himself to the cottagers, hoping that they would accept him, but they instead were like horrified and they drove the monster away. And he like wishes to revenge himself against all humans, the monster. And then um, he finally explains to Victor what happened when he killed William. And he then asked Victor to create a companion for him. And Victor refuses at first, but then Victor travels to England to do research on creating the second monster. And he's then questioned for murder. That was good. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so who do you guys think did best? Um, yeah, Gabby. Yeah, yeah, yeah Gabby. Yours was really good. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> so, really quick, just a little reminder. Let's say our names. I'm Gabby. I'm Lorea. I'm Peyton. I'm Lexi. 
Okay, so starting off, we know that the creature is incredibly smart, but to him, everything is black and white. There's not no median, nothing in between. And it only understands the extremes of situations and hasn't grasped the idea of being in the median. So why is this dangerous for the creature to think like this? And how might this mindset separate it from society even more? I think it's really dangerous for the creature to be this way because you never really know what's going to make him like flip his switch from yeah. happy to angry or angry to happy or vice versa, you know? It's just like, it's almost like he's always on the edge. Yes. And you have to be careful what you're doing around him so that you don't make him upset. Yeah, yeah because I agree. Because if you do make him upset, it's not like he's going to be like, yell at you and be like, oh, why did you do that? No, he's going to go to the extreme of violence and he'll like... Like, for example, we can see this when he gets re- decides to get revenge on Victor. Like, he goes and decides to kill Victor's family members to get revenge instead of, like, I don't know, maybe burning one of his boats so he can't get back home. Yeah, yeah he, it's just, like, to the ultimate extreme. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he doesn't really understand the wrong from right, and he kind of thinks all of his actions are justified by his motives, but <laughs> he's goes to the way and does inexcusable things that most people would never think to do and he's also way Mm -hmm. more powerful than the regular human so yes dangerous in a sense Mm -hmm. this is also shown a lot when he at the beginning of these chapters went from immediately hating every person every that wasn't like him thing was so he went from complete love and like obsession immediately to whole hatred like despising all of mankind and i think that is really dangerous when he because he can pretty much travel anywhere he can survive in almost any climate Mm -hmm. he doesn't need very much to sustain him and if he one thing goes wrong in his life then and he just does like a mass murder that's so dangerous for the rest of the world. And then that is yeah. again at yeah. the end when Victor is deciding, like, if he should go through with his promise. Because he thinks about that, like, that the monster goes right from there. So what about a second one? A second mind that thinks the same way could add on to that danger. And so I think that was kind of important throughout the whole um, section. Yeah. And going back to him being, like, you know, larger in his overall stature, it's with his reactions being very dramatic and very strong it makes it so it's just like again it's very dangerous and he has a higher like ability to wreak havoc on people like it's not just a normal human it's it's like 10 people yeah and this is extra dangerous because he doesn't have anyone to guide him or tell him what's wrong or right um mm-hmm. so he doesn't know how to basically control himself yeah, yeah. for the second part of the question this will this mindset separate him from society i said this that kind of himself away from society the opposite he wants to do he wants to be involved in that and like he wants mm-hmm. to like be loved and but the movie goes from the greatest yeah it kind of pushes more because even a friend with someone and they made 
and he like murdered them, that would definitely ruin any team. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think, like part sorry. Okay. Me. I think part of it also is that because he can't like compromise really and be in the middle, he and he goes to the extremes. It's exactly like opposite of what humans do. They have they know how to reason and they can be in the median. And so because he is different like this with his reactions and how he goes about like his emotions and when things like bad things happen, it makes him further isolated from humans and society. Yeah, and him being alone and having no family and no friends to, like, keep him grounded and keep him in check really, like, pushes that Mm -hmm. even further because there's nothing stopping him from doing these horrible things. Society at least has other people around to help guide them, and they all understand that there are consequences to their actions, but he doesn't really because he's more powerful to get away with more. Yes, and even to yeah, add on to even I totally agree with that. He does get someone who like a an actual person who would um like keep him in check. He's more powerful than them, so even if they tried to stop him, it wouldn't really work. Yeah, so we see it's kind of the monster against the population showing he's isolated. And isolation is a common theme in Frankenstein. And we see that he's mostly isolated because of his appearance. So how is this theme being furthered in this section? And what are some examples of isolation in the novel? Um, I thought isolation was definitely furthered in the scene when he goes to befriend the blind man mm-hmm. in the cottage. with When he has all this hope that he'll be accepted because there's no way that he can know of his physical appearance then only to be crushed and he was like the hit when he got thrown out it was like all that got taken away and all the hopes in his head and like the imaginations he created where it would end up perfectly were like ripped away from him so he felt yet again yeah Yeah. and we also see this when the monster goes to help that one wounded kid who's near the creek and he picks up the kid with like so much care and compassion and he's just like he's in that moment he seems so innocent and loving but then when he turns around and the man sees him holding that child and I think the man was the guardian of the child I'm not sure but when the man sees him he shoots the monster without even like knowing oh, this monster is the one that hurt my child. No, the monster is the one that was really helping him. And so we see that it's like, mm-hmm. just because he turned around and the man saw him, he thought it was just to like hurt him. And so that's how we see how his appearance plays a role in isolation. Yeah, and we see this when he's talking and he uh, says on page 151, he says, this was the re- reward of my benevolence. I had saved a human from destruction. And as I re recompense i now writhed under the miserable pain wound which shattered the flesh and bone so he's uh talking about how after trying to provide assistance and trying to help others and just become one with society uh he is getting further and further isolated because no one believes that he's capable of doing something kind yeah Yeah. um to add on to that um, the monster and Frankenstein are both shown um, more isolated in this section. The monster is more isolated because of 
um, who he is and what he looks mm-hmm. like. But Frankenstein is more isolated because of his emotions and because of his knowledge of the monster. Um, yeah. So when Frankenstein went to create the monster, he was isolated. And then again, when he's trying to create the second, he has to be in isolation. But the first time was different because he was excited and like, like um, he was doing science and trying to figure out new things. And this one, he was even more isolated because he was per- pushed further from society and was doing it in in like threats and not for enjoyment mm-hmm. and for excitement. And I think yeah. that's important that he was more isolated, although he was in the same he had the same amount of contact with other people. He was way more isolated in the second time. And yeah, to add to that, we like we know that the um, monster is alone, especially in like chapter 16, when he says nature decayed around me and the sun became heatless. So he's basically saying that even nature is leaving him cold, which was kind of his friend because he survived off of eating the berries. So it's as if like the monster being alone is causing a decay. And even when the monster says to Victor, um, consumed by a burning passion, which you alone can gratify, it's showing that Victor is the only one with enough knowledge who can grant the creature Mm -hmm. to not be alone anymore. And so it's like, these are like a direct quote and like reasons of how Mm -hmm. Victor and the monster are both isolated. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And that's like a really good point right there. And we see that Victor, how you said Victor is like the only one that can grant him kind of happiness Mm -hmm. almost. Victor's the one that created him, and but Victor's also the one that abandoned the monster just because his appearance, like in the more towards the beginning, we see like Victor, as soon as that the monster comes to life, Victor runs away in fear because he didn't like the appearance of the yeah. monster. But he never saw the personality the monster had. He never knew how the monster acted. And he didn't know like what kind of actions the monster was capable really until he came home and had heard that William died and then he figured oh it was my creation that had killed my family member but he only ever saw the bad he never actually saw the good in the monster such as like he didn't know the monster was capable of going up and taking care of a hurt human and being so compassionate and loving towards it yeah his reaction really just based off of his knowledge and honestly the physical appearance just in general Mm -hmm. um so he wasn't able to basically fathom that the monster could possibly be something good yeah yeah all these examples that we see where the monster is being judged by his physical appearance are making him build up and realize he's gonna stop trying to be human and to be kind because no one accepts him as a good person, so he's going to stop attempting yeah. to be one. Yeah, I think it's important that we also see when he is trying to um, find, he, when he's first promising to Victor that if he makes him um, a second monster that they'll stay far away from people. So that that he promises to stay isolated, but it's a different kind of isolation because it's isolation from everything except the a one companion and that's all he really wanted and i think even if victor did do that he would victor would still feel um isolated Mm -hmm. and in fear and in like pain from doing from completing the task and so i think 
that the isol- there are many different forms of isolation that they each go through and each one's different depending on the situation. And I think that's really important to note. Yeah. Yeah, it's really evident with Victor's isolation with his family because even though they don't know that what he's done and that he's been like betrayed them almost because he's not telling them the truth, he feels it where he like he he hurt them and he doesn't have them where he used to mm-hmm. be. So, how do you guys think that in science the how does the representation representation of science in this section fit in with your expectations? And do you think that, like, a lonely and undeveloped island is a place where you would expect Victor or another scientist to be able to accomplish a scientific goal? Um, I think that it was really surprising that he went to a remote island. Yeah. People, the people there barely had anything. They didn't really have food. They had to go to a, new, a different island to get food, to get supplies. And on page 176, he says, like, I determined to visit some remote spot of spot of Scotland and finish my work in solitude which the solitude makes sense Mm -hmm. but the remote spot in Scotland doesn't and multiple times throughout the thing whenever they were moving he's like I just packed up my things and then went and continued working yeah which in when you're doing a complicated experiment such as re like reinstalling life like sewing things together and putting electricity through them to create life that seems complicated and is not easy enough to just pack up some body parts yeah. in a basket and get your chemicals and be on your way through like remote <laughs> yeah, areas that's it, very like, true and where would he be getting the electricity mm-hmm. for it if they didn't even have food on the island there are many things that, that like, don't quite make sense but the isolation part that's does. a good point i think in the beginning like reflecting the very beginning, we see how Victor chooses like a place full of life in the middle of society. And that kind of shows how in the beginning he was thinking highly of his goal. And he thought this is going to be a major contributor to science and society. But then later when he chooses a more isolated place, you know, you know that he has realized, oh, there's dangers that come to creating mm-hmm. life when it was once already dead. And he knows the perils of that now. And so I feel like him choosing an isolated place was more of like a cautionary decision to make to like have that creature away from people so he can't so it can't do harm immediately. And so it's just like further away. So when he chooses that isolated place, he doesn't it's also in part because he doesn't want others to see like the wretched appearance of the creature. Yeah, and you can yeah. tell uh, how, it sh- like, by by his choice of location, you can clearly tell that, obviously, he doesn't want it to be shared. He doesn't want anyone else mm-hmm. to know and wants it to remain secret. And he's honestly just ashamed of what he's about to do and knows that yeah. there could be extreme consequence to what he wants to yeah. create. Mm-hmm. And I... And the consequence of that, I think, will then lead to when he tries to destroy the monster. Yeah. Because he ashamed of it when before he was proud of it. And I think that's important. I think the location has to do with his decision making, too. Because in an isolated place like that, he can think about it and truly, like, by himself and contemplate whether that's really going to be a smart decision for everyone. it's silent it's peaceful there's no distractions there's no critics around to tell him that it's not a good idea or that it is a good idea yeah and 
And yeah. also in the beginning, it mentions that Victor, like, enjoys the peace and quiet by himself. Like, he enjoys the nature by himself. Like, to him, company was kind of, like, a bother at times. And he- Yeah. Um, also, I think one important thing about his choice was that he didn't want the monster near other people yeah um on page 176 he says i did not it did i did not doubt but that the monster followed me and would discover himself to me when i should have finished that he might receive his companion so i think he knew the monster was following him he knew he was somewhere every place that he Mm -hmm. visited and i think he once he finished it he knew the monster would come out and both of them would be together and he didn't want other people around especially his friends that he had been with and new people he met and he didn't want to be near his apartment where he made the first one. And I think it was all, like, even if it might have been subconscious or not, he didn't want the monster to be around other people when he made a companion for it. Yeah. So, Victor did choose, like, a lonely place. Do you think that, like, a lonely, undeveloped place is somewhere where major, like, science advancements would be made? I think it could make. I think okay. I think it could make sense. Okay, I think it could make sense because it means no distractions, like for a scientist. But it also means like privacy and secrecy. So if like Mm -hmm. any scientists, if they're developing something, they don't want anybody else to steal the credit. But I think Victor's privacy is the fact that he doesn't want anybody to know because he knows like yeah wrong, you know. I think. For a lonely and undeveloped place, I don't think major advancements could be made, even though they could have, like, secrecy and, like, really think on their own through, how like, how it works. But I think part of science is, like, experiments and research. And so for research and experiments, you kind of need resources. So I think being in a more developed place with, like, a bunch of nature and it's abundant, I think that's more a place where you would see major advancements made. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you guys think that um, Victor's destroying of the monster, of the second creature, was justified? Um, I, on... 180 when he was first starting to do it and he was thinking about the like troubles of it um he i think he was thinking about the sorry okay he was trying to think of what good could have come of that and he knew that the monster had promised to stay away from him and stay away from society but then he thought about the new monster and he was thinking why would this new monster like go along with a pact that was made before it was created that's true and he realized if they both went off together they could convince each other to do worse (laughs) than if just the monster promised and so i think that it was justified because he realized that he was being selfish when he was wanted when he was um trying to keep the monster away from him and his life he thought if he could get rid of them he would be done with it and i think that was really selfish and so once he realized that the destroying of the second creature, I think was justified. Yeah. I, I oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I think part of me, when you explain it like that, I agree with you, but then there's also other reasoning I have that kind of makes me disagree and say that his destruction of the second monster wasn't justified. 
Because I think since he did destroy it, first of all, I think he should have maybe offered like a counter and say, oh, I'll give you my acceptance because he Victor knows what the monster is capable of. And so in him creating the monster, he was going to have peace. But then he decided to destroy it. And then he knows, oh, that's going to cause the monster to wreak havoc. And he didn't even like offer anything else to kind of not have the monster go out on like a killing spree so I don't think it was justified I think that's a good point and I can honestly see for both sides because one side it's um like there's no one to feel sympathy for him no one to Mm -hmm. stand by his side but on the other side there's the fact that he doesn't know what the consequences of this result will be and in chapter 20 he even says that um uh, he in in a quote he says that it could create a race of devils uh, between the two, which honestly these monsters together could be insanely powerful, and so there could be an extreme uh, detrimental damage based off of his creation. Yes, and on the same page yeah. on one eighty, he says um, that if they do like, because he says a race of devils would be propagated upon the earth, and then he thinks. Like, if I did this, I could ruin future ages. And he said, um, perhaps the existence of the whole human race, which he's saying the monsters could potentially destroy all humans and it would be his fault. So although the monster could destroy some things in Frankenstein's life right now, if they got powerful enough, which they could if together... Um, they could potentially destroy all humans. I feel like it had to have been justified because although there are many things that could have happened to the monster in Frankenstein's life, by himself, he can't do much. And if Frankenstein um, just, like, figured out a new way, I feel like this would very much easily be justified. Mm-hmm. But because he did a really bad... He, like, ran away from him. The monster left. He didn't really track yeah. it yet. He didn't try and tell other people and say we need to get rid of this Mm -hmm. like he didn't do much he just panicked and destroyed it I think it was justified but I feel like there could have been better ways to do it also in part of that I me saying it's not justified I see it as Victor kind of complied to the monster's request of creating another being and so that was kind of the monster's new only sense of hope and then he goes and destroys the monster leaving the monster with nothing but I think it's like he gave him hope, but that was false hope. And I feel like it was just like when you come to the morals of it and the ethics, I don't think that's right to like tell someone you're going to do something and then go and leave and like let that plan fall yeah, through. I yeah. agree. And I feel like that could have made him um, made him more angry and made it worse. Mm-hmm. So I do agree. Yeah. So I guess so sorry, I, I guess in a way, uh, Victor's yeah. destruction of the creature uh, of the second creature, it could honestly be worse in a sense, because at least mm-hmm. one way, both of the creatures would be getting out, uh, getting off the island, getting out of his location, going to a remote area. But with this destruction of the new creature, the monster has now vowed vengeance. So he, any of his actions could be extreme and that would be because of Victor. Yeah, but I think, I think, I see that, but I also think it, with two monsters, those actions could be much, much worse because the the new monster never agreed to staying away from people, and he said that it might turn and see 
how good men could be and humans and would want to spend time Mm -hmm. with them like the monster did at the beginning. So I think although the one monster in his anger, anger and like hate could make a lot of damage, if there were two of them and they had more opportunity Mm -hmm. to kill anyone because Victor thought they were away and thought they stayed away. I feel like it could be worse. I think it would be worse, actually, 100%. Um, so I do think it was definitely justified. Yeah. Exactly, but I feel like, okay, I see that. But then I also feel like Victor has yet to, like, take full responsibility for creating mm-hmm. this. And Jane, like you said, he Victor's, like, asking all these questions of what could happen. And for me, it's like, why didn't he ask these questions when he created the first monster? Yeah. 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 That's a good point. So I feel like the destruction of the second creature wasn't totally justified because he could have easily been asking these questions when making the first monster, but he didn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think speaking of, like, responsibility, it's Victor's creation, so I think it should be his responsibility. And I see, like, the monster is now animated, so it's a living thing. And so I think if it's a living thing, it deserves like at least part of what humans experience yeah. which is company and like a comfort and like accommodations so i think i think yeah. his destroying of the monster wasn't justified because the monster still has like feelings which is very apparent throughout yeah. this and so i feel like he should like either victor himself should accept the monster or give him some source of happiness yeah so I think we can all agree that there were better ways to deal with it, mm-hmm. yeah. even if you think it's justified yeah. or not. He could have dealt yeah. with it a lot better and would dealt with the first monster a lot better. Mm-hmm. All right. I think that include concludes our second podcast for Frankenstein chapters 15 through 20. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for episode three. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.